find new names. Paddy and Bridie. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, oh no. I, what about like Francesca and jo- uh, no. Joseph? Or Mercedes and... Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about Reuben and... You'll not take my, my Johnny and Delilah. Mary, guys. Don't Ruben, Ruben, Ruben and Delilah. Delilah. My Johnny and Mary is what I have to go by. It's my identity. No, um, no, no, because it, it, it does get very annoying. Hi, I'm Fergal Harrington and I own and run Intro Matchmaking, which is Ireland's largest dating agency. And I'm Lisa Brady, features editor and columnist with the Irish Daily Mail. Is this why you're single explores all that's good, bad, sad and downright mad in the dating game? Expect an unfiltered, no holes barred look at finding love in Ireland today. Please do help us out by subscribing, sharing and liking Is This Why You're Single? Lisa. Yes. Stereotypes. Oh. Sweeping generalizations that people make about entire cohorts of society. It happens all the time, all day, every day. And it's usually based on one previous experience that the person had with an individual. And now they've decided that, oh, I met someone who was separated there last um, last month. um, And uh, do you know what? It was a nightmare because the ex came back all the time or they kept on talking about their ex Mm. and they really haven't moved on. Therefore, I feel now for me to be successful in future, I need to stay away from separated people. And this might be a person in their 40s, 50s. And this is now someone who, based on one little experience, has decided to shoot themselves in the foot by never, ever, ever engaging with anybody who is separated. I swear to God. Well, that's very limiting and quite foolish. It's beyond foolish. But I'm just saying, I, when we started this thing 13 years ago, I never thought that I would be hearing the stuff out of adults' mouths. And I can't stop hearing it every day, all day. They say the same thing. They make the same mistakes over and over again. Mm. Um, and they will often say, I, I had one woman who actually said, well, I've got kids, but there's no way I'm going to meet anyone else. Who has kids? What? So absolute total double standards. And I said, okay, I, I, I'm sometimes more curious as to what in the hell is going on in that person's head. So that's what, yeah, exactly. So you've hit the the nail on the head there. That's completely her issue. Total. But I want to know how she's managing her time or how, and what's her reason? When they're for contacting that? me to find somebody to meet someone, and then they're saying, I've got kids, but there's no way I'm going to meet anyone who has kids. And I said, tell me why. Tell me why. Because oh well, do you know what? The last guy that I was with, he had kids too, and um, I would know about my babysitters and I would know when they're going to be available but his babysitters were never available when my babysitters were going to be so oh. therefore we could never marry the two and match the two uh, dating dates. dilemmas yeah. yeah I was like whoa I was like do you realise how detrimental that is going to be if you continue on that path and decide that in your 50s you've got kids you're never going to meet anyone who has kids what's going to the problem with that person is is, is if she meets a guy who's single mm. a lot of the time he won't be happy with the fact that he has to compete with the kids and so she's going to be dealing with that dilemma then down the line. So we shoot ourselves in the foot, left, right and centre. And so that person needs to be told, you can't just say like, you know, I, I, I have kids, but he can't have kids or I smoke, but I only smoke. I had one woman who said, oh, I smoke. smoking is incredibly divisive. I, I know it is. But this woman said, I smoke, but I'm not meeting anyone else who smokes because I've got back to your lovely um, uh, hygiene and uh, mouth smell. Um, <laughs> I, uh, mine? Uh, my mouth doesn't smell. That's what I'm saying. Nice mouth smell. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, I haven't smelled your mouth. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, he, does, he doesn't <laughs> come up to me by means of hello but, and sniff my breath. Her reasoning was, I was like, where are you going with this? If you smoke, what do you want about? She said, well, I only smoke two or three a day, but I have. I always have chewing gums in my uh, pockets. So oh, that's I, all right then. Well, is and it? she put perfume on her fingers too. <laughs> <laughs> her, her yellow fingers. So this is the thing, yeah. So he might smoke 20 a day, but, you know, and he's 
he reeks of it but she still thinks well I smoke three or four or whatever that's that's fine but I, I don't smell after it's that, that that makes it okay I was like oh, that's, no, a, that's a ridiculous sort of no and that's and that's real like you know it's okay for me to do it but not for you and very and you kind of wonder how would that you know that the way that she's thinking how would that manifest or present in everything else in, in life. everything else in their relationship yeah not great yeah like, like we we have this about uh, I, I met a, a a vegan vegetarian person who said oh not those vegans oh I'm joking by no, the way no not a bit but I'm meat free I'm a meat free household and so any guy that I ever meet in future is going to have to abide by my meat free hang on that's that is sorry I'm just putting in here that is a ecosystem not like, like you if you're in a house with someone and they're making a big steak and they're using maybe the same chopping knife as someone who really feels strongly or has never perhaps been a veggie to start then became a vegan Whatever your opinion on it, it can actually be very off-putting for them. And they also probably feel strongly about the animal part of it and all. So I kind of, because I don't eat meat, I kind of get that. I'm not saying you take out a whole cohort of society. My husband loves meat. But I can see that if you're looking for a partner, is it a bit off-putting? Um, I, but it's not about whether you see it as off-putting. It's about what it's going to do to your overall chance of success. And so I'm saying if, 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 if we ring, if intro rings John about Mary and Mary is total vegan, we'll we live find new names. Paddy and Bridie. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, oh, oh no. I, what about like Francesca and jo- uh, Joseph? No, or Mercedes <laughs> and... Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What uh, about Reuben and... You'll not take my, my Johnny and Delilah. Mary, guys. Don't Reuben, Reuben and Johnny. Delilah. My Johnny and Mary is what I have to go by. It's my identity. No, um, no, no cause, and it, it does get very annoying. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, no, it does. Brain, I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I went there, Fergal. Protected by the recording of the st- podcast. And, and can I just say, in keeping with the theme of today, it's a bit stereotypical. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yes. Johnny and Johnny then. Oh, God. oh yeah, well, okay. Yeah, or, or Joanne and Johnny. Okay. Whatever Why you does like. it have to be Johnny all the time? Why does Johnny? Why doesn't Johnny feck off for a while and let somebody else get a get a bit I, of limelight? You know why? Because it's my go-to. Because if, if I'm telling a story about something and a, a real situation, I need to make sure that I go to the Johnny or Mary so as not to be. But you know, can, can I just say, if, if somebody doesn't look at a child in this day and age, and you know, or, or possibly for the last thirty years, they haven't, they don't look at their baby and go, "I know what I'm going to call her, Mary." Well, I actually uh, beg to differ because I would have seen in the last year or so um, a lot of infants being called old people's names. Back, okay. Back so to uh, stereotypes. Yeah. Meat me, now. This, this meat thing. Me, yes. It's, it's more about me saying to her, um, well, okay, it's fine to have that opinion and you want to live in a meat-free house. That's fine. But if we sell your profile to a guy and we ring him about you and then tell him all about this and that this is a prerequisite that you are not going to be allowed have meat in that house. Do you think he's going to say, yes, I'd love to meet her? Is he going to race to meet her for a date? No, he's not. This is what I'm saying. Well, it all comes down to flexibility and what you're, you know, I yeah. suppose, how y- y- you will compromise. I and know. I'm not saying that a vegan is going to go, you know, eat meat um, or somebody who eats meat is not going to, you know, go, okay, my new potential partner is vegan. I'm going to go vegan straight away. No, I know that. But you have to, you know, realise, okay, well, there's maybe... Maybe slightly limiting, you know, the restaurants or whatever that you most restaurants have vegan menus at this point. You're missing my point. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not actually missing your point. I'm saying that, you know, uh, just because somebody's vegan doesn't mean that they can't go, you know, that they shouldn't be seen as some something that's like not an option. No, 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 no. You are missing my point. Honestly, no, I'm talking about this one specific woman who's being her own worst enemy in this whole scenario. She's saying. I will not meet a guy unless he abides by my policy of no meat household. 
So I'm saying, okay, we're selling people to people. Mm. We're selling profiles to profiles. Okay. And so I'm saying, if I'm ringing well, a man... Sorry, can I just say, she's just being a dick then? Well, you, I think so. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I, Okay, move on. But but no, but you can have a chopping board for your meat and you can have a chopping board for your vegetables. Yeah, you can what, have two different knives, no yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so if I was to say to you, well, we're talking about stereotypes, yeah. right? So if I was to say, okay, I don't drink alcohol. If yeah. you saw that on a bio. Okay. Someone sober, sober or like alcohol-free, whatever, sober makes me sound, anyway. But you know what I mean? What would you think? What would your... Don't would ask you, me what I think. I'll yeah. tell you what everyone will think. What would, what would everyone think? Irish people definitely go to, okay, either... Uh, Dependent before or, or mother was Or father was Yeah I know And I Do you know I'm inclined, No I'm inclined to agree Because it is this We just have this thing about Alcohol being yeah. necessary To enjoy ourselves Fun. And yeah. to And and I also I think it seems like I'm zero crack. Do you think I'm zero crack? No, Jesus, you're too much crack. Um, yeah, I think you're too much crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is no. that a good thing? No, and, and, but sometimes people say, oh, sometimes people overcompensate. Not you do. Not that you do. Yeah. But some people overcompensate or if I'm, they haven't got. Or I'm got, dull, or I'm judgmental, or, or or you're sitting there judging everyone, looking at everyone, make a show of which themselves. Which is completely the end of the night, and you're not. storing all the stories, and you're going to tell them back the next day to make them feel bad. And they have I the know fear. it's terrible. Yeah. I think we just have a very skewed relationship, and that when really I go out, I could not give. Two flying yeah. flutes. What? Uh, who's drinking what? Yeah. And I just it, it it just for me, um, it's easier in my lifestyle. I'm really really busy. It's just easier for me to not have to deal with hangovers mm-hmm. and um, to be able to drive everywhere and all that kind of thing. So th- they are the reasons. And, yeah. and health perspective as well. Wanted to stay around um, for children and whatnot. Wanted to stay around, and I also had health issues in the past. So I don't want to, you know, like to do with my heart and stuff like yeah. that. So that's a huge reason why oh, I, know. I don't drink. But so, people automatically in this country oh, yeah, especially judgy, judgy, judgy. go straight to the worst thing. Yeah. Well, it couldn't possibly that she's actually, uh, she's she's trying to build up her fitness and health and she's doing a marathon next month. It couldn't possibly. it's no. also now a mental health choice. I think forget about whether it's alcoholism or mm. fitness or I think for some people they've decided in this country and people can regard it as like, mm. oh, she's no crack because of this. It's too dep- it's too much of a depressive to drink. Yeah. And I think that can be off putting, unfortunately. Yes, I hundred percent agree. And because they wonder about the brittleness of Yeah. No, hundred yeah. percent. And it, it, it is a massive stereotype. But it is and make. it is a big thing, like, yeah. you know, because I, I you know, just looking at um my knowing myself being on having been on online dating or whatever mm-hmm. That, you know, when people realize, like, even if you have on your profile that you don't drink. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit like. Oh, yeah. Alarm bells. Yeah. Oh, alarm bells. Or, yeah. well, a lot of the time now, it's, it's it, a lot of the guys think that it's the woman uh, that she's trying to get pregnant herself while online dating. Or That's, she's on constant on, on antibiotics. Yeah. 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 So, or as you say, she's got addiction issues, which well, is, yeah. yeah, I know. And more and more now, we're getting uh, people come in and saying, like back in the day, it used to be, oh, the, the, the men would be, you know, the drinkers. And then it's more and more the white wine guzzling than the book clubs that, uh, you know, were more wine clubs with it, maybe a book thrown in. And we're getting loads of guys coming in saying, well, I'm leaving because my wife was this. Or mm. it's, 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 it's kind of flipped in a, in a weird kind of way. It used mm. to be your man sitting down drinking 15 pints of Guinness. That's kind of stopped. I know, know, it's all that... More so the women. The women are coming in yeah. and... Well, the men are coming in saying that they're left the women because of that. And right. now more That's and more men have the... Yeah, more and more men have the have the, have a lot of the kids. They've got um, sole yes. custody. That's more and more common. Yeah. 
And that's, right. that's changed well, in the last... You know, whatever, whatever. What, listen, when it comes to custody or you know, whatever is in the best interests of the children, yeah. that's what you, exactly. you know, you've got to prioritise them at all yeah. times. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to then, I suppose, um, occupation yeah. and stereotypes, talk to me about that. So, okay, um, people will absolutely 100% judge people based on what they do for a living because okay, they've so met I, someone before. Okay, so if I saw, like, I don't know, if I had information about you... yeah. Um, I would automatically. Oh, he's a date. He owns a a dating agency. Yeah. What Pro- would I think? I I have no. I never imagined that I would own a dating agency when I was growing up. Uh, mm. I never did. I was always in sales. I was always in property. I was always in something else. Yeah. Um, but I was never thinking that I would, you know, be a matchmaker or own a dating agency. I never would. And I don't know. You might think, God, it doesn't sound like a very masculine kind of thing to own, does it? I think you'd be going <clears> around <throat> with like a little mandolin and you know, like singing little tunes. Possibly have a basket of red roses in yeah, one yeah. hand. Yeah. Three piece suit. Sing at the um, wedding as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you'd be yeah, singing. Yeah. You'd yeah. be, you know, you're musical. Yeah. Um, you're you're a purveyor of love and joy yeah. and happiness. Spread love everywhere. Um, yeah, you're like a little, you're like a little cupid. A little I cupid, yeah. Yeah, Cupid-tron. maybe little, a little, um, little wings and possibly a little bare bottom, um, stuck to your uh, three piece suit for extra. You know, that doesn't sound emasculating mm. at all. <laughs> At no, all. No. So yeah, and if, if, if we would, we get calls all the time. And they say, "Oh, I don't want to meet anyone who like oh, is an accountant," because like you know, why? Like, what would be that? They often think that boring, they're extremely boring. Yeah, boring. yeah. And, and like I have so many friends who are accountants, and they're absolutely the opposite. Um, of boring. And then teachers get an awful rep. Why? Awful. All rap. Awful rap. Awful rep. Rap and rap. Yeah. Yeah. They get awful. Have an awful rap. Get an awful rap. Yeah, and it's because a lot of guys will say things like, "Well, I feel that that woman." And it's usually women who will be the teachers because I think 80-something percent of teachers in Ireland are female. It's a highly That doesn't surprise me. Industry. You have to have a lot of patience for children. Men, Men don't, don't have patience. Well, they don't have a great Jesus. amount. No, they really don't. Anyway, go well, on. Yeah, you're continue. not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. And so they will say, look, I don't want to meet uh, another teacher because they always talk down to me and finger point like I'm this bold child. I'm sick of it. Oh. I'm sick of it. Yeah, and they're like, come on now, chop, chop. We're going off. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. Bossy. Yeah, very bossy. Strict. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying this. Let, let it be known. I'm just saying this is what people will say. They'd rather not meet someone who might be that way inclined. And I have to say to the people, men, listen, it's not because she was a teacher that mm. she was that way. She's she's bossy because she's bossy. Mm. That last person. What that about you a met. guard? Wait, no, wait. Oh, sorry, continue. But the point is, you, you can't tar every single person with the same brush. And that is what everyone, not everyone, that's what a lot of people do when they're dating. But do you not think that people in certain occupations have defining characteristics? I do. And, and people in HR will often be very um, into the minutiae and they will overanalyze things a lot of the time. And then they'll go on dates and they'll interview or interrogate the person. Yeah, no, dates. I do have a bit of an interviewee um, style myself. Can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but that, that, that is your character uh, and that is who you are and that's your personality. Mm. And that's all fine. Curious. Yeah, curious. Invested. Yeah. Invest in the here Invested. and now. You really want to get to know person. that person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Winning personality. Thank um, you. Yeah. And so this is the key. Oh, why? I, <laughs> I do declare. I do declare. Um, so so we, we do this all the time about people. And farmers get an awful rap. An awful rap. And like we might have guys that Smelly. Will be, well, they... Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> you know I'm only joking. You know, they may be landowners in Kildare and have a stud farm and have this and that and be amazingly. I would, say, I would say animal lovers or maybe, or maybe they don't, oh, do you know what? No, they probably think of dogs as, you know, well, dogs can't be, dogs can't go in a bed. Dogs are animals, they're outdoors. Mm, well, I, I, I have like, my view on dogs I'm in I'm very beds. attracted to farmers. 
Bex is very. Uh, Bex. I'm very attracted to farmers. What is it? Would you? Would you? What is it? I think it's a man of the land. They've got nice big hands. They're, you know, they're no, they know the weather. Do oh, you know what I mean? They can I, they can ride a digger. I have a guy. A guy. A guy went on a date and he said. Uh, he said to the woman. Uh, she she get, she went to him and said, "What are you doing with your hands?" Well, he kept on smelling his hands. Oh, and she, did they have? Did he have him up a cow's bum? No, he said, "Oh, sure, I was doing silage all day." Oh no. How are you liking those farmers what? now, Bex? Do you know what, actually? It's not a strange phenomenon, a human phenomenon, like that we do hand smelling. It's totally off topic. It's a thing going around on TikTok or whatever that if you wanted to attract a male, that you, you know, kind of used your own bodily fluids and as perfume. We on yourself? Da- no, no. Your, your vaginal. What? Yeah, exactly. And dab your neck and pulse points. And pheromones would attract a male. I haven't done it, by the way. Well, and then if you're dressed up like Kim Kardashian at the same time, you'll definitely <laughs> score. <laughs> it depends what you look like, I suppose. <laughs> that's that's pure filth. Um, that probably can't make it either. Um, but uh, anyway. I don't know what we're saying about stereotypes. So stereotypes, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would a guy think of a woman who, who doused herself with her lady juices? He would love it. Why don't you just say front bottom and be done with the podcast? <laughs> oh, here we Jesus. go. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I know. I, I would. We want to be some sort of sycophant. Be, type. Yeah. Well, like you know, it's like I don't know. Oh no, I was going to say no. It doesn't matter. Totally different podcast. Totally different subject. Forget it. Yeah, but yeah. No, continue. Career wise, you know, you know, someone, someone. Uh, what profession would you be trying to? Oh yeah, guards get an awful. Yeah, yeah, but that's, this is guards what I was do. asking you. And that's nurses. Ner- well, and the whole thing about you know, a lot the, of men uh, want nurses because they want to look after them when they're older, and they like the sexy uniform. Yeah, I, I don't know what Role kind play. of men you oh, talk to oh, or what. Oh, oh uh, doctor, oh, let me, um, can I help you with that big stethoscope? Do you just watch 1980s porn every fucking <laughs> night? What do you be watching? <laughs> Honest to God. I can imagine the dirty... Oh, can like, I be uh, your night nurse? Let me give you some, <laughs> some medicine. Oh, God. Right after the pizza boy just left. Like... What? The pizza boy. What the delivery boy? boy. Oh, there's a stereotype right there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, porn stereotype. That's if you're a director of pornography. Uh, which yeah, are I'm you a director of pornography? <laughs> it's you. Don't. How do you possibly put this on me? You're <laughs> the one. I'm good at it. You're the one coming out with all this stuff. My God. Yeah. Um, okay. So and and no. So guards and nurses and they get together in. Um, well, guards what's, what's cop face coppers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no. It's just it's just a little. It's sweeping again generalization about oh yeah it's country but then also oh the guard but the last guard I met oh they abuse their power because they have a bit of power and uh, they get very aggressive I mean like that's madness no I'm saying that's madness oh I- I'm telling you what people say on the phone and you're like yeah. why how could you or, say uh, that yeah but, uh, or you could um, look at it the other way that guard is you know yeah they've got a they've authority and whatever else and they're responsible and that's a a positive characteristic of there's positive characteristics about uh, and accountants. Yeah, they can do the sums. They can. And teachers oh, God, can teach I our children. A, I need an accountant yeah. in my life. You know, um, yeah. I, when I'm when I'm saying these things, the whole podcast is all about how people make the mistake of generalizing and our perception and where does that, and you know and these deep seated views, I suppose, and how do we kind of how do we move past that? And well, you you listen and you're open to listening to advice. Okay. And you're not just so you know tunnel vision that you say it's my way and that's it, or I'm making my decisions and I'm not going to settle. That's what they say all the time. And what about when they hear like certain voices or you know you see from geographically 
Yeah. Do people make assumptions based on that, do you think? Massively, because yeah. Irish, we, we want things that are convenient to us, that are handy to us. I want someone who I can meet when I'm on my way to the gym or I'm going to uh, yoga on a Wednesday. So I don't want to be meeting someone who's two hours away because that's going to be inconvenience to me, yeah. an inconvenience to me. So, so say somebody is from, I don't know, like um, a more... Offaly. Oh, yeah, Middle Ireland. Yeah. But <laughs> See, there I go. When I get a call from someone who says they're from Offaly, I'm like, amazing, bonus. You're in yeah. this very centre. You can go north, south, east or west. You have your pick. You're yeah. lucky. You're fortunate. Whereas yeah. if you live up in the top of Donegal in some island or down in Valencia or wherever it might be in Kerry, like, you, you really are... It is ne- it's necessary that you're open to traveling a good amount of distance. And do you think people from Dublin, um, you know, want to date people from the country and vice versa? And t- or no. is stereoty- stereotyping getting in the way? Well, a lot of people in Dublin will get the rap from from people in the country thinking they're all Jackines and uh, and they're kind of like, you know, it's all very serious and city slickers and all that kind of stuff. When Nothing can be further from the truth. Only about 20% of our clients will be Dublin-based. The rest are scattered all over the 32 counties. I like that. So not judging people based on the the location is massively important because there's twice as many women living in the cities. Yeah. And that's why when you're online and you're like, why am I not meeting anybody more? It's mm. because you're having, you have a 15 kilometer radius. You're limiting your with pool. Your, yeah, don't be limiting. Okay, don't be limiting. Right, I have some questions, lads, this week. Um... This comes in for an, from an anonymous female. She says, I have a family wedding. Fergal, I think you might be best positioned. Actually, you can both answer this. I have a family wedding coming up. I really like a guy I've been seeing for a few weeks. I haven't got a plus one, but I'd really like to bring him. How do I go about asking? Oh, you need to just say it out straight. Uh, woman to woman um, to the bride-to-be and just say, look, I'm really trying to meet someone um, and I really it's, it's getting legs and I really feel that this is a strong possibility. I'd really appreciate it if you could extend it out. And if you can't extend it out, just at least maybe request, if she can't do the, fee- the full meal thing, request that he can come along to the afters. And so you're giving a, an option to her to, well, you're hoping she goes with the first, but the second would be, would be doable. But it's not fair that single people are automatically given just one um, one pass or one um, invite. It's just, it's really not fair because how long does that go on for and when does it stop? So um, they should be asked. I think the brides and the grooms should be asking before they send out the Sorry, official invites. Sorry, weddings are really expensive ventures. Yeah. Can't just be giving plus ones to all your single pals. Well, if she's one of the few that is single and looking to meet someone and the friend knows this about Maybe her. Maybe she thinks she'll meet someone at the wedding. Well. But then she shouldn't get a plus one. She should go to the wedding. If she's still herself. on the prowl, then yeah. But if she's not, she's clearly seen this guy for the last few weeks. So if it means a lot to her, she should be able to say to the friend who she's probably going and given 200 euro to uh, as a gift. I think whatever. It's, Ask. It is tricky. Like I do think there's discrimination when it comes to inviting single, and that doesn't help. Like you know, and it's it's sometimes it can be awkward and difficult enough going to a gathering where everyone's coupled up and you're on your own. Yeah. So and that is that's that's awkward in itself. Yeah. So then when you don't get a plus one, you you feel like you know I'm automatically oh. thrown into that that yeah. that that pool or that whatever. That but the only that. thing I will say is if this girl has seen this guy for a couple of dates, it's very new. Um, it depends on if she's a friend, I suppose, or if she's, but like, say for example, if you were, would you bring someone you just met, went on a couple of dates and introduced them to your nearest and dearest? It might be a bit weird. It all depends on whether or not she's bringing him as eye candy uh, to not feel insecure or if, or does she really, really, really like the guy? It, and that's the question she needs to ask herself. Okay, so there's two kind of variables here. You go and you just say directly, look, I really, and like, is there an option of the afters or you just leave it and hope to meet someone there? I don't know. Question two. 
Is religion anyone's business on a first date? Oh, I would have people who would say, look, I don't want to meet anyone unless they're actually religion is a whole other podcast. Uh, there's an awful lot of young people that ring us and they will have been brought up really staunch Catholic mass every Sunday and they won't meet anyone unless they would also be a mass goer and that they understand that my faith is so important to me that they have to tie in with that. Mm. Like that, that's a more among the younger 20s and early 30s. Really? Oddly enough, yeah, because they're, they're wow. used to, well, they, they were living with their parents up until recently and they're going to mass because there's no question you would be going to mass with your parents. Whereas if you move out and you live away on your own for a while, you're probably not going as much or whatever. But about 90% of our clients will be RC, uh, but they'd be lapsed. More people nowadays are more uh, from a spiritual point of view. They're coming at it. Yeah, I'd be, um, I'd be like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think it's some, it depends on if it's important enough to you to say something about it. Do that's you, true. Do you get me? Yeah. So your values, that's where your values are. Yeah. And does this person have similar values? And yeah. I suppose it's a way, bringing up is a way to see that well I think it's also uh, what's really important is, is if you come from it from, with a, from a different religion I respect what you'll do but don't try and uh, you know make me become what no. you are or your way of thinking because no. we'd have uh, maybe slight issues in the past and probably can say this um, people might be coming from a Muslim religion if, uh, and they'd be only interested in meeting people from a Muslim background that's difficult that's very difficult uh, to try and match that's them. also their faith and culture and tradition, and tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know mm. but when you live in Catholic Ireland and you're you know it's more challenging it is challenging okay question three is it really weird guys Fergal and Lisa to attend a 40th on your own oh no enough you have friends there what no no not a bit absolutely not no go solo and then hope to meet people people are in great crack and great form is the point not that at 40 a lot of people are hooked up and going with their partner and a lot of people are second time round dating and they're crying out to meet someone new uh, that's the thing no. I think that the, the time where people are at certain stages in their life yes obviously you know w- women having kids all that kind of thing that's that's slightly different but I think you know our, our time frames have changed and you don't it, life isn't linear in that way that like okay you know everyone's situation is different but also what's the alternative not go to the 40th and definitely don't meet anyone or go to the 40th and maybe have a good time yeah Go Agreed. say yes, Go. say yes to everything. Okay, question four. I'm a guy in my 40s and I really want to have kids. Is it weird to bring up wanting to have kids in a date or in a social environment? Not a bit. And more and more guys need to start saying this a bit sooner. I wish they wouldn't wait till their 40s, uh, to be honest with you. But when they do, they need to say it outright very, very quickly because it will be on the woman's mind as well. Um, and she will be thinking, is this guy just looking for a second one night stand or what's he looking for? So if he can show that he's got long term longevity in his, in his head and he wants something for, you know, a real serious long term life partnership with a view to kids and marriage and all the rest, uh, then she'll be delighted that he's being, you know, refreshingly honest and open. Because usually that's the biggest pet hate that women have about men is that they just shrug their shoulders. You don't know where they stand or where you stand with them. You don't know what their intentions are. So if you're an open, honest guy who can say, look, I'd love to have kids. As long as you're not a guy who rings me at 39 and said, um, um, one condition, I'll join you guys as long as she's going to be pregnant by the time I'm 40. I was like, dude, you need oh, to chill out a little goodness. bit there. Well, I think that just speaks volumes about him. Yeah, and it does. The lack of understanding and, yeah. you know, gen- but, but <laughs> the way I, the world works. But the, guy, the guys in Ireland, they just need to stop thinking that because I'm a guy, I can have kids whenever I want and I'll just do it whenever I want. They have to stop doing that. It really is killing an awful lot of people's chances, which is why more and more women are just having kids on their own now. Yeah. Question five. 
I don't like porn, but this girl that I'm seeing does. Thoughts. Score. Um, Fergal's so juvenile. Yeah. But yeah, I'm the only one juvenile here. Yeah, yeah. you're the only one juvenile here, Not us. Fergal. Not us, Max. Is this why you're single? Um, I think, again, you've got to have, you know, sometimes you just have to have difficult conversations and you might feel like, oh, you know, I'll just tiptoe around this issue and... But it's all about needs and wants in a relationship. I'm not saying like porn, but obviously intimacy is a big thing. Yeah. And if this is a barrier to that, um, you know, you've got to, yeah, you've got to talk about what you like, what you don't like, what. Um, well, if, if he's not what into you, it. What turns you on, what turns him on. Like yeah. You have to have these conversations. And if he's not into it, well, maybe why are you not into exactly. it you know and what is like how can we come to some kind of compromise yeah. so that, that we're both getting our needs met she's trying to start the conversation with him by maybe I don't know what's she doing leaving porn on in the background and then he finds out and he's like I actually don't like that maybe she can't get her rocks off unless she's watching she could be porn. watching the background yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe she's in porn she could be in porn maybe she is um, or he could be a complete fiend uh, watching part, all sorts of stuff behind her be back getting, she'd be getting paid more than us if she is I'd imagine <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting paid thousands for this <laughs> yeah yeah, I am. Yeah. Porn, a healthy addiction. Not a healthy addiction. A healthy... Uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. What a... Just yeah. a slight Oxymo. obsession. Just a slight... Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just three times a day. This one all. is really interesting. I'm seeing a guy for a while and I'm starting to fall for him. It's been absolutely brilliant, but we went for a hike the other day as something to do on a Sunday and he reveals to me that he has an ex-wife and he really can't stand her and she can't stand him. Is this a red flag? How long have they been going out? You don't know. They're just seeing each other. Yeah, I mean, all right. but how much did he need to disclose in the first place? He's not going to put it on his profile. Well, he should probably have separated or divorced on his profile. To be fair, uh, if he didn't, if he's hiding that, then that's a bit of a red flag because what else is he also hiding? So he should have been upfront about. So I think the question mainly is, they hate each other, the exes. Is this a red flag? Yeah, because if you're not over the whole X thing, if you haven't uh, solved it in your head, if you haven't come to terms and come to peace in your own mind, then yeah, because you'll be thinking all automatically, what's this guy going to bitch and moan about me? What's he going to say about me? Why hasn't yeah. he gotten over this? They're like It is the mother of his children, maybe, or it is whatever, so he should yeah, be Yeah, and I, I think decent. if there are children involved yeah. as well, that's, that's really complex, yeah. and yeah. it's something that needs to be handled very carefully. And you would question what exactly has happened that has made this emotion, you know, so toxic or such a, you know, created this toxic environment moving forward. And I think that would have to be addressed. In, yeah. In, yeah. And, and kind of carefully considered before you yeah. continue. Well, the refreshing um, people are always the ones who say, look, you know, those two is involved. We were both, you know, probably not the best for each other. And we, there were things I could have done and things she could have done. Uh, people, when there's ownership and responsibility and accountability taken, that's great. But when you're toxically giving out and bitching about the ex, that's not a, not a great sign that he maybe needs to go and talk to someone for a while. So if you liked what you've heard and would like to hear more, please do help us out by subscribing, sharing and liking Is This Why You're Single? 